Cheryl's coming forward to read the scripture to you in just a moment. We're going to hear from the book of Hebrews, which is almost like a sermon. It's a collection of all these different stories from the rest of the Bible, particularly from the Old Testament, but uh, up through Jesus, telling the story of what it means to be a person of faith. And so this passage that Cheryl's about to read for us summarizes a lot that's already happened, including a lot of Abraham's story from the book of Genesis. Let's listen. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Indeed, by faith our ancestors received approval. By faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God, so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to set out for a place that he was to receive as an inheritance, and he set out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he stayed for a time in the land he had been promised, as in a foreign land, living in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked forward to the city that was foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith he received power of procreation, even though he was too old, and Sarah herself was barren, because he considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one person, and this is one as good as dead, descendants were born as many as the stars of heaven and as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. All of these died in faith without having received the promises, but from a distance they saw and greeted them. They confessed that they were strangers and foreigners on the earth, for people who speak in this way make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of the land that they had left behind— they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. Indeed, God has prepared a city for them. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. Please join me in an attitude of prayer. Holy God, thank you for examples we have of what it means to live a life of faith. I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts would be pleasing and acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. My husband Joel studied acting. Some of you don't know Joel because he is also a pastor. He serves at the Goodrich United Methodist Church, so that's where he is this morning. He's preaching a sermon of his own. But before he studied theology, he went to New York City and he studied acting, and he worked for several years in educational theater in Minnesota. And as part of Joel's acting curriculum, he studied improv. And you might know improv from the show Whose Line Is It Anyway?, perhaps, or other live performances. And basically, it's theater that's made up on the spot. And so you get a premise or a theme or an idea, and then you just run with it. And so the first person says something outlandish, like, we're on our way to Mars. And then the other person says, well, yes, we are. And uh, I hope they have ice cream up there. 
And then you just kind of build off of each other, and usually it's funny, and it's always just on the spot. It happens, uh, unexpected. And according to the actor Tina Fey, there are rules to improv, and the number one rule of improv is that you say yes. Whatever comes your way, no matter how off the wall it is, you say yes. Because improv is live, and you can't stop the story simply because you don't agree with the premise, we're going to Mars. You sort of get thrown that from somebody else, and you say, well, yes, we are, and you go with it. And the story evolves because of the work that you do together. You're working towards a common goal of moving the story forward in improv. And so if you don't first agree that you're going to Mars, the entire process goes off the rails, and it's not very good theater, which is the whole goal of improv. Faith and improv have a little bit more in common than we might like to think. We usually don't know where the story is going to end up. And we're trying to figure things out together. And what one person adds matters. We depend on other people to go along on the journey with us and to build the story together. We often say yes to things on our faith journey that may seem ridiculous at first glance. Now, obviously, you can't push the metaphor too far, because although in improv, the actors on the stage are not necessarily planning where things are going, we serve a creator who does have a plan and a vision and a hope for the world. So you can't take the metaphor all the way to the end, but there are definitely some similarities. We just heard a passage of scripture talking about Abraham, who's regarded as a pillar of faith in not only the Christian faith, but also the Jewish and the Muslim faith, And the Bible has all kinds of stories about Abraham, one of the most significant being the pilgrimage that he takes from his home in Mesopotamia to the land that God promises him. And to pursue that call from God, Abraham has to pack up his entire family, including all their livestock, and then together they travel more than 2,000 miles from the city of Ur all the way over to what we now know to be Canaan. And they're living in tents, they're looking for a city, he's building altars to the Lord along the way at each place that they stop. By faith, the book of Hebrews tells us, Abraham set out on this pilgrimage, on this journey, without knowing where he was going to end up. Abraham says yes to God's call and God's idea. Which is really pretty wild, because how many of us would plan our spring break without knowing where we were going to end up? How many of you would say, I'm going to go on vacation this week, and I don't know where. Maybe a few of you do that. Probably a few eclectic, off-the-wall people do that, but most of us don't. We have plans, right? We book tickets, or we look up itineraries, we look up places that we might want to see. All of us know that God is calling us in one way or another even if we don't quite know what that means for where we're going to end up or what that's going to look like along the way. And we say yes in some small way, and that yes leads us to things that we never could have foreseen. I think about Jan White's story, which was awesome, by the way. Jan didn't originally intend to join a new church. That wasn't how things started on her journey. That wasn't her end goal. Judy Mellon approached her, And what Jan really wanted to do was to play bells. You heard that. And oh, by the way, attending worship was part of the gig that she reluctantly agreed to. Saying yes to playing bells in church after her previous experiences was actually a pretty big deal 
It was a big deal to say yes to that. It might have even felt a little bit ridiculous at the time. And Jan didn't know that all of these other things would happen based on that first yes. That her yes would lead her to sitting in worship services where she heard sermons from Pastor Rick that changed her perspective. That yes would lead to a lunch with Laura Spearin and other members of Bell Choir and people talking to her, sharing different perspectives on faith. That yes would lead to, jo- to Jan joining this community of faith where she's important and loved and valued and makes a difference in what we do together. A life that's lived in faith means saying yes, even to things that scare us or that may seem uncertain in the beginning. Improv has a second rule. second rule of improv is to say yes and. Yes and. Yes means you agree with whatever the original premise was, and then the and added means that you're not going to just coast along on whatever the other person's storyline was, but that, in fact, you're going to add something. You're going to bring something to the story. You're an active part of what is unfolding and what's happening. So we're on our way to Mars, and... I forgot to bring a map. That changes the story. It changes the story, whatever that thing is that you add with your yes and. And that's who we're called to be, too, as people of faith. God doesn't just want us to say, well, okay, I guess I'm along for the ride. God wants us to say, yes, and here's what I'm going to bring to the table. Here's how I'm going to live this out. This is what I'm going to bring to this community, to this experience. Abraham lived that kind of life. He lived a faith of yes and. God said, Abraham, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to this land that I'm going to show you. And Abraham says, yes, and I'm bringing my cousin Lot with me. And Abraham says, yes, and I'm going to build altars along the way. Yes, And I'm going to continue to look forward when all logic tells me to look back at where I came from. Yes, and. Now, sometimes on our faith journey, it's God who gives us the yes plus also the and. And sometimes, like in improv, these moments can feel a little bit over the top and maybe even make us laugh a little bit. We hear that in Abraham's story, too. Abraham and Sarah, they get visited by these mysterious strangers who tell them, you're going to have a child, even though you're extremely old. And Abraham and Sarah, they think this is hilarious, and they start cracking up. They start laughing because they have disbelief. They're like, there's no way this is going to happen. Faith doesn't mean we never have doubts. Faith means we say yes in spite of our doubts. Faith means giving the story a chance, even though we don't know where in the world this thing is going to end up. Faith is that holy yes to whatever God is trying to do in our midst. Many times we find out what God has done or how God was at work in us after the fact when we look back at the story or when we talk to other people and we see how things unfolded in a way that only could have been guided by the Holy Spirit. This past week, I was talking with uh, Renee Weaver-Wright, who chairs our scholarship committee here at this church, and she got the chance to interview some of our graduating high school seniors. And she told me that when the interviews were over, Larry Hahn, who's also on the committee, pointed out something a little bit unexpected from those interviews. Every single student that they interviewed 
shared a story of connection with the church, even though that was not a question that the committee asked of them. Every student had at least one person in this church, outside of their family, that they look up to or they think of as a mentor who is, or who has made a significant difference in their life. And the students wanted to talk about these people from this church who had made a difference in their lives. They wanted to talk about these people, you, some of you, who had made a difference in their lives. We don't know where these young people are going to end up on their journeys. We don't know where life is going to take them. But many of you helped lay a foundation of faith for them by offering wisdom or support or simply loving them for who they are. You said yes to the youth and the young adults of this church and this community. And these scholarships are a way to say yes and we want to continue to support you. The truth is faith gets lived out in hundreds of different ways in this congregation and beyond. I think about Thelma Peterson. Where is Thelma? I saw her this morning. She was out there with the Noah lunches. I always see Thelma working on mission projects. Way in the back there. Way in the back pew. She's there helping with Noah projects and Noah lunches. I encountered her earlier this week in the kitchen getting ready for the God and Country Scouting program because she's had a lifelong relationship with scouts. Thelma's somebody who knows how to say yes in faith to serving God. I think, too, about the Peckham family, who's sitting right up front there. Rob and Lindsay, they joined the church not too long ago, and I sent them an email this past week, or uh, I guess it's two weeks ago now, asking if their son John would be willing to carry one of the banners for worship last week. And, oh, by the way, you have to get here at 8 o'clock in the morning to receive instructions to carry this banner. And Lindsay right away emailed back and said, of course, John can carry a banner. We'd love to participate. And John did an awesome job, by the way, carrying his banner, as did all of the wonderful banner carriers who were here at 8 o'clock in the morning to receive their instructions. Talk about a yes, a holy yes in the life of faith. You don't know what that's going to lead to, but you say yes. You say yes, and that's a big deal. I think about Phil Har. I don't know if he's here this morning. He may be on on vacation with his family, but he said yes to speaking at one of the capital campaign home gatherings not too long ago, and he shared his personal passion for this congregation and what happens in the life of this church, and I wish you all could have been there to hear Phil talking from the heart about this church and what it means to his family. He shared a little bit of his faith journey too, which isn't mine to share with you this morning, but suffice it to say, he's had some questions, like Jan, and at this point in this journey, He's here and he's deeply committed to the work of this congregation and what God is doing in this place. And he said yes to this congregation and to all of you because you've said yes to him at so many points along the way. You see how this works? People build on what the other people are doing and we support one another through our many small ways of saying yes to faith, and to God. I think about all the people who shared a portion of their faith story last week in the cardboard testimony video. Leslie Faraci, Brian Posby, Keith Achunovich, Sam Brandon, Libby Har, Aidan McMillan, Chelsea Curry, Bob Curtis, John Acton, Jen Harris. I feel like 
that later portion of the book of Hebrews where they just list all those names. There's so many names that we could lift up, that I could lift up this morning as examples of saying yes in faith. For those of you who didn't see that video, you took a board and you wrote on one side a before and on the other side an after, and the change was based on what God had done in your life or what being part of a faith community had changed in your life. To put your story on a board to be shared with everyone That's a significant yes. That's no small deal to share what God is doing in your life. This congregation is a safe place to have doubts, to seek redemption, to find comfort, to serve others in the name of Jesus Christ. This congregation is a place to say a holy yes to God's call faith, to serving people, to Sabbath, to trying something new for the sake of Christ. This is a place where it's okay to say yes. Together as a congregation, we've said yes to God's call to create a beautiful building to serve the needs of our community and create new places for programming. We've said yes to renovating existing space so that this building could be accessible to people of all abilities. And the evidence of this yes is all around us, and it is gorgeous as you walk through the halls of this building. We've already seen community groups using this space in ways they never could have a couple years ago. we got programs going at any given day of the week. We've got senior fit. We've got line dancing. We've got pickleball, volleyball, basketball, you name it. It's in the gym. We've got our family and children's ministry team using this space in creative ways that we never could have done before. They streamed a March Madness game down in the community center. We couldn't have done that before. But we have this new space and we're using it as a tool for ministry. People linger in the gathering space in ways we didn't because we didn't have the space. You all are going to be invited to leave this worship service and pack lunches to feed hungry people in the new space. We couldn't have done that before. But because you said yes, we're now able to say yes to all of these other opportunities to serve people in the name of Jesus Christ. This Lent, we're in the middle of a second capital campaign. You've heard us talk about it. It's a time when we're prayerfully considering what kind of financial gifts we want to make to provide a financial foundation for future ministry by reducing the debt on this construction. I would call this a yes and kind of moment. We don't know exactly what lies ahead, but we know that God has been faithful to us thus far. And unlike improv, this is a season that this church has been planning for for years. This is something God has been calling us to for a really long time, and we're finally coming to see it come to fruition. And so giving to this second capital campaign, it's above and beyond. It's beyond what you would normally give. But we want to do that so that the church can continue to say yes and to meeting the needs of our community, to offering hope and healing, to seeking justice, to proclaiming the grace of Jesus Christ. Yes and. We've all said yes in some way this morning. Because you're here or you're watching on television. In spite of the snow, in spite of spring break, you have said an important yes to even get you into this place with these people to hear this music and pray together. 
And that yes matters. Because even the smallest of yeses that we offer to God, God can use to take us on a journey that we would never expect or imagine. We're a people who say yes and. And then we add our own unique gifts and talents and contribute to the story that God is unfolding in our midst. Our yes and changes the story. It changes what God is able to do in this congregation, in this community, in this world for the sake of Jesus Christ. Our yes and changes lives. It makes a difference. You heard Jan's story. It changed her life. And I'm sure it's changed many of yours as well. And so the question this morning is, what are you going to add to the story? What kind of yes and will you offer? As we consider the capital campaign, what kind of financial offering do you prayerfully want to give? As we plan ways to help people in need, like packing lunches, what time or talent is it that you want to bring? As we study scripture and pray together, what are you going to share that's from the heart? How will God's story in this place be different? Because we are each a part of it. Say yes this morning. Yes in faith. Yes in service. Yes in hope. More than that, say yes and can't wait to see where this journey together is going to take us. Amen.